So thanks for tuning in to WBCR. Good morning, Berkshires. How are ya? Yeah. It is, um, wow, it's already 11.30. My God, time is just flying. <laughs> Good morning again, Berkshires and beyond on the World Wide Web. You're listening to Berkshire Community Radio on WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. And welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. With me, your host, Sharita Starr. Today's show is more than exciting as my very special live in-studio guest, astrologer and artist Chris Flisher, joins me for an hour that is a bit of astrological potluck. We've got a Mercury retrograde period about to begin, and the United States government thinks that they will solve the debt ceiling dilemma. (laughs) It might be best that you stay tuned as we'll be engaging in a true, in a true, true, true hour ahead and journey with those planets above to tell you what's going on down here below. Lost in the beauty of the sky, breathing the moon, the colors of a rainbow, shed too soon, firefly, flicker, smile, shine like the sun. If life's about the journey, the miles begun. Rain hangs around for days. Fish have lost their stores. Heard a ladybugs disappear from birds. The wind's tainted cry Sell soaring seas Watch trees as they die For you and me Tell me now What's happening Tell me now What's happening I tell you You tell me what's Doctor Kane, that it's a crime to know in your heart but not speak your mind. Tell me well, welcome back again, Berkshires, and those listening on the World Wide Web at www.berkshireradio.org to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. And again, I am your host, Sharita Starr, here to tell you all about the planetary goodness in our zodiac skies today, Tuesday, the 2nd of August, 2011. Before we touch base with our normal current planetary news, we are going to, in honor of Mercury Retrograde about to begin, change up our whole routine just a little bit. Today I have the honor of having my special guest, one of Love to Know's top 10 astrologers, the fantastic Chris Flisher, right here live with me in the WBCRLP 97.7 FM Great Barrington Studios. Also considered an artist for our times, Chris takes his artistic talents and fuses them with astrology in all kinds of ways. You can log on to www.chrisflisher and find out more about his Mandela art and the various avenues that Chris innovatively brings these powerful tools for personal transformation into our lives. Chris Flisher is an accomplished artist, 
teacher, speaker, writer, and radio host. Chris draws upon his deep knowledge of astrology to create individual soul maps as well as healing mandalas. Astrology provides direct insight into the characteristics of the person, while the spiritual art of the mandala reflects the tangible experience of the healing soul. Using these time-tested tools, Chris is able to guide people towards fulfilling their true purpose. Chris sees astrology and the mandala as complementary tools, which together bring about a greater understanding of the self and provide guidance and optimism for challenging and changing times. His desire to share his unique approach led him to launch Turning of the Wheel in September 2007, an online radio show on Contact Talk Radio discussing art, astrology, and spiritual adventure. Chris is a long-standing member of the National Council for Geocosmic Research and the Coalition for Visionary Resources, the Institute of Noetic Science, and is an active member of the counseling staff at the Revolving Museum in Lowell. Chris has been, has been a weekly contributing radio host of Turning of the Wheel, which is celebrating its fourth year of continuous broadcasting at Contact Talk Radio. An artist for our times, Chris is regularly shown in galleries, cafes, and public art events in and around New England. He recently participated in an international symposium on the Mandela in Rome and exhibited in the highly acclaimed Pool Art Fair in New York City. He creates custom cu- cu- custom commissioned art-based Thank you, Mercury, and the unique characteristics of the birth chart, which are one-of-a-kind reflections of an individual's uniqueness. Additionally, his art has been licensed by publishers, art skins, puzzles, and more. Chris also teaches classes and workshops and is available for speaking engagements, radio interviews, and live astrology readings. Again, you can find Chris Fisher Art and uh, Artistry and Astrology on the web at www.chrisflisher, and that's C R I. C-R-C-H-R-I-S-F-L-I-S-H-E-R.com. As always, my very special guest says, quote, and as the great wheel turns, we are best prepared when we are best informed, unquote. It is my great, great, great pleasure to welcome artist and astrologer Chris Flisher to the show. Good morning, Chris. Oh, thank you, Sharita. Gosh, is that all me there? That's all <laughs> you, honey. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Well, very sweet of you to do to go on so much about that. Well, you know, you have a lot. You have a lot going on. I do have a lot going on. I'm a very busy guy. I've got seven uh, planets and cardinal signs, so I'm a... You've got a lead. I've got a lead somewhere. You're in your leading, all of your great, great things. We're so excited yeah, about great. that. I love coming on the air with you. It's always fun. We don't do... We did this once last year. We had a great time. We did. And, um, it's just fun, you know. One of the things I've always noticed about astrologers, I was at a wedding this weekend and I met another astrologer, is that when you bump into somebody who understands the language, you just automatically yeah. fall into that talk. It's really it's just, cool. I don't have to watch it because yeah, I don't have works. to dumb it down. You don't have to dumb it down because you've already got a believer and you don't have to worry about uh, trying to convince somebody or, in, or evangelize them about the beauties of astrology. Exactly. But it's so accurate. We were just talking about that earlier about how it's the scientific piece of astrology that really hooks us in, I think, because there's a certain um, you know predictable quality to it. It's, very, it's written by degrees and angles are all mm-hmm. predictably there. So we know we've got hard data we're working with. Then Absolutely. we bring in the, the intuitive piece, which comes from the reading and understanding the language and the, and the hierarchy of the whole thing and the archetypal representation of the symbols, and it becomes an incredibly rich language. I like to say it's another form of psychic energy, because if you know how to read what the planets are channeling, then you're going to... It, it's, it's almost as good as going to a psychic, if not better. <laughs> 
I think it, it far outweighs what a psychic can do, and this is not to, to be and, and not to discredit any psychics out there because we love you guys too. We do. We're all in the same boat together. This is not that. This I think what you're looking for, if you're looking for historical granularity and you're looking for yeah. authenticity, you're going to find that. You're going to find if, that in astrology. If you can take the time and the patience to really research it, and you mm-hmm. work with a professional astrologer such as yourself or, or anybody else who's out there, you'll find that the data is incredible. It's irrefutable, and as time goes on, we've got more historical data in which to draw on so the empirical pool of information is that much richer and thicker so we get greater greater authenticity and yep. accuracy as time goes on we definitely do so like today we have our son is at uh and i, I have totally mixing up because by by normally i i'm telling everybody about the degree that the oh, sun's in ahead. today yeah. and so like we're at this 10 degree leo sun today so mm-hmm. like what are your what's your take on like here well, we are we're at the 10th degree which is um it, you're born to the 10th or the first i am born to the fr- uh on the first of the first of, of, of right, April. Right. You're, you're still a, a one. You're, it's all one. Yes, I'm a, well, well, thank you. But the, uh, <laughs> it is one, you're right. Everything is all one. When Eon you know, is one. <laughs> the thing that's unusual about this, I think, particular time, is the fact that we're about to enter Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Now, as you know, Mercury retrograde has a shadow period before and after. Yep. And here we are, right at the time when this planet, which as you mentioned earlier, is always in moving, and all of a sudden it's stopping because it's going to station retrograde. Yeah, so Mercury's been um, at, at like zero, well, it's now I think it's at one right now because it starts one. very shortly. Yes. I, I, it starts in about 12 hours, actually, yes. the retrograde officially. Right. So we're already in that period where it's going to begin. Mercury's been stagnant for you know moving like at a snail's pace mm-hmm. for the last like five days. Yeah. And when you have the planet of who governs movement, communication, technology, you know, all of these things that are fast-paced moving things. And that planet upstairs above is not going very quickly at all. No wonder. I mean, I've heard there was more stuff that happened over this weekend before the retrograde even started. Just incredible. That was just like so surprising to people or people didn't quite, you know, they weren't, it came out of the blue, so to speak, you know. Yes, very Uranian kind of qualities. Yeah. Especially, you know, because we've got Uranus is at four degrees in, in uh, Aries going retrograde as well. Mm-hmm. And I think if Uranus is a higher octave of Mercury. So I, I agree with that. They certainly work together. And uh, when you have these unexpected items happening, it's a time of enormous uh, change. And the fact that we're going through this enormous debt crisis at the same time is just foreboding. I think that whatever, you know, Mercury is all about, I mean, Mercury retrograde is about redoing things. Yes. I think that they're going to be redoing this budget again. 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 You think maybe they'll, they'll figure it out in September? Because here, here's where I see, like, you know, the United States is in this, what we call a six personal year right mm-hmm. now by, by the numbers. And they're not legally going to figure anything out until September anyway, because that's when they're going to be in a six personal month. They can talk about all the change they want to make right now, but nothing's going to stick under Mercury retrograde. Anyway, no, I don't think so. I think what they're going through right now is really just a uh, sort of a charade of some sort. Yeah, they're sort well, of making, doing the things that they have to do in order to satisfy the bankers and to get through that critical time. Yeah, but you have to admit there is a certain. I mean, it's uncanny the irony of this happening to this country. This is really where I think the United States really begins to shift into a new mode, and I don't mean that in necessarily a positive way. I'm not going to be predicting doom here, but the United States for too long has been the top dog of the planet. Yes. And I think that now we're sort of in a different situation where the money is owed to other countries and other organizations. We sort of have to pay the piper, and this is what we're doing. Well, yeah. 
I mean, and then, you know, it's like, look what the country's done, and then look what the people have done. Yeah. I mean, the people are all following by example, so the, everybody in this country is pretty much running on the same kind of, you know, the average person is in debt. Yes, they are seriously <laughs> in debt. They're seriously in debt. And the allocation of the funds is way top-loaded, and the, 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 one, of, one of the things that always makes me so crack up is the fact that Ronald Reagan coined the phrase of trickle-down economy. So just yeah. that simple yeah. word, trickle, mm-hmm. and you, and with the lexagrams, there's got to be something in there about trickle because oh, trickle down economy or I've never, down I've never economy. done that i've never lexagram that title but i'm gonna have to go because you think about it we don't need a trickle out. down we need a we need a, a waterfall we don't you know we don't <laughs> yeah, need trickle doesn't do a damn thing for us no, we need trickle a doesn't lot do of money um, it may t- it trickle will tickle but that's it <laughs> yes and that's all it does is it teases us in some ways and what's the yeah. appetite but i think that when people if if things do begin to you know fall down and crumble and people begin to feel it in their back pockets when medicare or checks don't come social security yeah, checks don't come through or whatever be. or services get cut back and the states are beginning to feel it already there will be revolution because people, when it hits, a hungry man is an angry man. I saw this. That's a quote from I Bob agree Marley. With that so too. Yeah. once that begins to hit the pockets, then we'll see the revolution. And you look back into the Vietnam War and you think, well, there was a time of revolution. But the reason there was revolution there was because there was a draft. People were losing their children. So they got mad and fought back. When it hits home, people will fight back. And that's what I think we're probably preparing for. And, and you know... Even though, like, I mean, well, we certainly saw a lot of permanent changes in this country last year. It's like what'll happen next year is like in this 2012 shift, and you know, there's all mm-hmm. this uh, sur- uh, surrounding the Maya calendar. Maya Mayan calendar goes both ways, um, and the United States next year enters this complete year of reflection. Like, um, you know, whoops, what did we do? <laughs> the United States is going to have to sharpen its inner saw next year oh, yeah. in a big way. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, I think, is when it's going to really be, I mean, I think we're going to start to see things, you know, unfold in the ways that they are. But I think, think that the true impact is about a year from now. Yeah, I don't think when people things are, start are, to really, happen. are really feeling it yet. No, they, no, they it's not quite yet, up. but it's going to come. It's, it's on the way. <laughs> and I think it's going to be, I think, you know, I think of it's a very Neptunian sort of time as yeah. well. Because as Neptune Where is, is about, old Neptune? Neptune's at zero United degrees States right now, but it's about chart. to enter in, oh, yes. on the United States moon. Yeah, yes, well, it's going to dip back into uh, Aquarius yes. for a little bit again. But then it's going to come forward and it's going to hit the it United right States on, moon it's on the hit. third house, right? Yep. So and we have to change our thinking. We've got to change our thinking. And we can't be in illusion no. about our thinking. No. And when you get the moon and, and Neptune together, wow. you, who knows what could happen? Well, I think it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's a time of, of enormous illusion and delusion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be, I think, with, with Neptune involved, it does herald sort of a... Um, a reallocation of resources and a rethinking of the way in which we use our resources. Yes. One of the examples I always use is that in any American town, if you've got seven houses in a row in any American town, you're going to have each of those houses is going to have a lawnmower. You're seeing one of everything. I love this. I love how you talk. keep going. I love how you say so this. This makes on, so much sense. On every, <laughs> if, if there's seven houses in a row and they've all got a lawnmower, and you figure this is what's fueled the American economy, is that everybody has to have their own lawnmower. Everybody has to have that. But if those seven houses got together and bought one lawnmower and they each used it one day a week, they would solve the problem. And it's this conspicuous yep. consumption of people and the fuel and the idea. And the same thing is true. One of the biggest things that bothers me is you see those same seven houses and they've all got playgrounds in the backyard. And the kids do not play in their playgrounds because no one wants to play in the playground by themselves. They've mm-hmm. all got their playgrounds. So they need one playground mm-hmm. for those houses. You see it with basketball hoops 
in houses. And it's, yeah. it sounds like a trivial thing, but it's no, so accurate. But it's like a small, it's like little details, but it all adds up to a bigger picture. Well, you, if you inflate that concept yes. and you take it across the country and like how, everybody has how, to have three cars or two cars. Yeah, you know. no. Well, this whole carpooling thing should be way, I mean, you know, it's funny because I, you know, I go back and forth to the city all the time. And I mean, it is just amazing to see how many people are driving around in the city, one person in the car, yeah. you know, and I know that they have like things where if there's more than one person in the car that you can ride in a particular lane or something like that. Or, occupancy and, and yeah, and or you may even get a little discount on your tolls mm -hmm. because you're trying to do something. So they've got to find a way you know, to do that. If, and, and the same it, thing is it, true. It with should healthcare. be more rewarded and more enforced at this point. Right. You know. Yeah. If, if you're doing the right thing, you need to be rewarded. If you're doing exactly. the bad thing, and that's why the idea of taxing high sugar uh, sugar drinks is coming up now. The idea of you know changing the diet because of the increase of diabetes. So if the, if the country yeah. is, is is plagued by a uh, epidemic of epi uh, diabetes, that is going to tax our medical system unbelievably. <laughs> so we're really yeah behind the ball here. So we, this is what this shift is all about. I yeah. think for sure. So we've just got to. Um, Learn to live a new way and live like other countries live. We know we, we don't need to be as extravagant. We just we're hugely need, extravagant. All we really need is just enough. We don't mm -hmm. have to have more. We, we need we, just yeah. enough. That that has um I, well and you know we were talking about this earlier that you know there's always uh, certain astrologers will argue that the United States does not have the Sagittarius rising, right. uh, which you and I both agree upon. And I mean that just makes ultimate sense. You know we are a country. We're a cancer country. Obviously, we can't. It, it, we're not going to dispute the fact that we were born on the fourth of July in 1776. But um, you know, there's a discrepancy about the time that that was actually which will set the ascendant differently. Which is set. Which will set your ascendant differently. And this is why an astrologer wants to know the exact time you're born as close as possible. And um, if we're going at 5:10 p.m. in Philadelphia, um, we are. We see that that is indeed a 12 degree Sagittarius rising, and Sagittarius is the sign that is about the world it's about you know the generosity it's it's wants to kind of save everybody but the, the problem with Sagittarius is, is they're so out you know it's all that Jupiter it's so expansive that we've put ourselves in this nurturing position as a cancer country beyond what we can handle I and mean, yes. look what we've done yeah our eyes are too big for our, our eyes are weight and cancer stomach and cancer <laughs> stomach and you know the thing of it is that 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 same chart that, that you and i both believe in which so puts us uh, sagittarius on the ascendant does put pluto in the first house which is all about identity and i think and restructuring yeah. identity it also puts saturn in the 10th the house tenth, and which saturn is, is currently right now which is 14 degrees and Libra. what's has been what's been happening yeah. with the workplace the, the whole return. exact work the, the the workforce in this country is going through a massive massive change right mm -hmm. now it's slow and patient what's going on but it's changing oh it's changing big time it's changing and, uh, big time and that's yeah it's about to hit the exact it's uh, today let's see where is saturn today saturn's at 12 degrees libra today you know and it, you know what's interesting because we're in that six personal year and that's you know when you're time you're looking at, at libra you're looking at venus and the sixth year is all about venus too and we are meant to redefine our values this year and what it's really all about mm -hmm. you know what do we find like, like you said not having too much of anything just understanding what you already have and appreciating and valuing what you right. already now, have one of the things i stumbled on the other morning and i got up out of bed to just write it down on a piece of paper so i wouldn't forget it was the combination of great attitude 
Hmm. You take the word great attitude, and what do you get from it? You get gratitude. Yes, and you do. You spell gratitude from great attitude. And, and I think right. that the, the combination <laughs> of those is, is, is critical because I think the gratitude is really what, we, you know, we do need to be grateful for the little things that we have. We have reached way too far um, oh, in this country with regard to consumption, and that is because it's been made available to us. And there's a certain mass uh, psychosis, or, or, or maybe that's not the right word, a mass uh, under, uh, undergoing of people trying to consume and yes. how much do you need to consume there's a consumption certainly fills a void in people when the void that they need to fill really is inside them instead of looking outside and, and you know where i also see instead of because that's jupiter is like loves loves it all yeah. you know loves that but the other thing that jupiter loves is education yes and and teaching and idealisms and all of, and philosophies and beliefs and all that. And what I see is that people are more obsessed and more into the consumerism than they are about the education yes. in this country, Absolutely. which is the other d- dilemma. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing that you see with other countries outside of us, that the, the education system is way different than ours. It's really, that's where Neptune comes in, because it yeah. really is, we are deluded, and I don't mean that to be too derogatory, but there is a sense of not seeing reality clearly. If you were to go to another country and see how they live and what they're willing to accept mm-hmm. and how they are con- very content. I'm kind of humbled. Little, very you know, <laughs> and we are so much into this consumption and having yep. to have more and thinking we know more. It's just it's really out of out of whack. So I think this is a time to really realign ourselves back to a time when we can live with. And far I think less. it's a good thing. And you know, people, you know, uh, uh, my um, uh, I guess he was on my another astrologer friend of mine, William Stickevers. He has a I forget the the other astrologer that says it. He says. You that change the oh that the change will set you free, but at first you may hate it. Yes. and I forget who it is that he because it's Mercury, of course. That's Merc- very Plutonio Mercury. kind of. Plutonian yeah, and kind of and but the thing of it is, all these changes are happening to us, and I think everybody, yeah, they want to hate it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, it is gonna set us free. Yeah, there is no I doubt always, about it. Because we're the, trapped right now. Oh, if you want to so know trapped. if you're if you're in debt, <laughs> what freedom is that? And, and if the roof were not leaking, we would not fix it. I, that's uh, and that's a problem too. Yeah. Prevention mm-hmm. is an ounce of cure, you know. Yeah, I always, <laughs> I always think of the Pluto transit as sort of getting your kitchen remodeled. You know, for mm-hmm. three months you get people in and out of your house. You can't cook, you can't clean, you can't use your dishwasher. Nothing works. So you've got the carpenters coming in for two weeks and leaving. So you're in a state of turmoil. And so that's kind of what a Pluto transit's like. You're sort of reevaluating, no? redef- and then when it's done, the uh, gift is given. And that's you know that's another thing. I mean, that's been happening for a number of years in the United States. Is that Pluto has been in that first house? Yeah. So it's changing. You know, that was a, I would say, God, that's got to go back into the... Um, it goes back at least five to ten years. It, a good five to ten years when it crossed over the Ascendant. Yeah. And then I think, well, isn't that right around the time of 9-11, though, no? It would be. It would be right when, around that time. When, yeah. So Pluto started changing things. And that's going to be another few years before it goes into the second house. Yeah, so we're already ten years beyond 9-11. So that yeah, would be so a Yeah, so now, very, yeah, we're going to be coming up on that anniversary. And there's a his history beyond that. Though. And this, there's no doubt that this country has changed everything on the approach. Our first impressions of things you know how we are at airports now and you know this all of these things and our privacy and 
all this fun stuff. And you know, my sister, ironically, was just in Norway uh, while the bombing was happening in Oslo, mm. which I thought was kind of a random thing for my sister to be in Oslo at the time this happened. But anyway, she came back and was talking about how the fact that Norway is now forever tainted because of mm -hmm. this. Because now, of course. you know, when she entered the country, they didn't have to take off their shoes. They didn't yeah. have to do anything. Now, yeah. they're going to be in this heightened state of awareness because yep. of this event. This is a, a clear example of group process where the we, we're only as strong as our weakest link. And the weakest link was one man with one pair of shoes on an airplane. And now everybody in the world takes their shoes off to get on an airplane because of one person. Yep. It's incredible the power yeah, that yeah, that has. Yeah. I got to do that Scary. guy's name. Yeah, really, I, you should. Yeah. I'd probably find something all too interesting in there for yes. sure. Yeah. So now the other thing that we are under right now is um, we just had a new moon in Leo hmm. on uh, Saturday, which is at seven degrees of Leo. And um, now we're waxing away. We're, we're waxing. gathering. We're waxing but what I find challenging about this waxing phase is that um, no sooner do we have this gathering light in, in Leo, but <laughs> Mercury goes back into Leo and starts wanting to change things because you know we're starting this Mercury retrograde later this evening I think it's 11.50 p.m. 11 it starts. 50, yeah. and um, we're starting at one degrees Virgo but then you know by August 8th we'll dip it's going to go all the way back to um, into it's going to journey back through Leo through the 26th of August and then um, it goes back to 18 degrees Leo so if you know your natal chart um, at all if you have any uh, planets that are at the degree points of 18 degrees Leo to zero degrees um, Virgo or around those points you're going to be seeing some energy from Mercury over whatever particular planet that may be mm -hmm. So, I mean, and it's really exciting. And, you know, a retrograde in Virgo, you know, it, Virgo being... Starting know, a, off in Virgo. A planet of yeah. communication yeah, ruled of by Mercury. Mm -hmm. and ruled by fine details and ruled by, um, you know, the exactitude. This really does throw things into a kilter. And um, it's going to be interesting because, you know, one of the things about astrology is that it is theme-based. And so... We see recurring themes with any planets that come back into their cycle. So we're also in what's called a Uranus return. Now, Uranus mm -hmm. um, is an 84-year cycle. It takes 84 years to go around the zodiac wheel. So in 1927, Uranus was at 4 degrees Aries, where it is today. 1927, at the time, where they were calling these economic situation a recession. It wasn't until history gave them the, 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 the backwards look to see that, oops, yes, that really was more than a, a recession. It was actually a depression. So here we are. In in a very similar situation mm -hmm. with a very similar theme. Now, I predict, or I would not, maybe not predict, but I would hope that the second time this theme recurs, that there would be some lesson that would be learned and we would make some progress, I would it's, hope. It's interesting because, you know, it's in um, the fourth house now, right. the Uranus. So what's it doing? It's changing the way we deal with our homes. Our homes. And it's changing the way we deal with our families. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things. That's another thing about what this, uh, even list aligning that with that six personal year and also with the year of the rabbit that yes. we're in yes. uh, right now is that we are meant to be understanding what is it about our home life that's important. Well, you know, um, one of the things I like about that, about what, the what should improve there? Because Uranus, wherever you see Uranus, Uranus wants to bring, you know, innovative change. So what are we really valuing about our homes and stuff? And of course, you know, everybody's home at this point isn't worth what it used to be. Well, it's that, <laughs> plus it's also, I think, I like the fact that there's a there's a, some silver in this in this cloud because mm -hmm. of the fact that it is a reorganization uh, of the family unit because people, I have, ch my children are still living at home. The reason they're living at home is because they can't afford to live outside of the world. So and then there, I think there's a lot of things like that. Very uh, common. You're, you're, you're not the only person in that situation. Right, and so I like that aspect. 
aspect, actually, because it does build the family unit. And you're closer to your family. Absolutely, because you're dealing with day-to-day. It's not always a circus, but it is. um, (laughs) there's times when it's not that much fun. But overall, if we are meant to be a a family and roots-oriented and maternal kind of society, we don't want our our relatives scattered about the country. It doesn't make sense. We really really should be closer and supporting each other. And most American families, that's exactly what happens. And it's the same thing. It's like you look to Asia. Asia doesn't really do that. They all kind of hang out and live together. Right. And they definitely don't throw their elderly in a nursing home no. when that time the comes. The elderly take care of the babies that come up, the grandchildren. That's right. It's a natural cycle. It's very a, logical. It, very different than how we handle things. And um, I think that that is something that, because Uranus, I mean, you know, the, the beginning of, of the United States' fourth house is one degrees Aries. So there's, you know, Uranus just got there this mm-hmm. year. So it's going to be another, you know, seven or eight years that we're going to see that kind of unfold and reinvent itself in a mm-hmm. lot of I actually like that because I and think I do like that too because I think, I think that's gonna that's gonna be the saving grace. <laughs> well, I think it's also going to be a sign of of pooling resources. It's going to be yes. allowing us to sh- get people more. are going to have to it's do things like that. It's easier to cook that. for four than it is for one. It totally is, and um, yeah. so things will go further. And and people returning to the land, growing gardens, uh, mm-hmm. reaching out for alternative forms of energy. Yeah, all those things are going to be very. I necessary. think uh, you know. Well, maybe you don't want the generator, but you may want your solar panels and and all, all of those fun little windmills. things are going to be your windmills wind generators all those types of things are things in our in in the home that you're going to start to see being implemented Mm -hmm. into how homes are built Mm -hmm. um you know this whole movement towards that green energy thing is definitely happening in the home life in this country when you think of the power that we're wasting by not using these forms it's it's criminal because it's well you know you know about tesla right you know and all all the things you know uh and my my mentor linda goodman was of uh she was like very into him and she actually lived in his old house out in cripple creek colorado and i mean he was the guy that actually discovered alongside edison that electricity is actually free but you know Edison said oh but guess what you could judge money for it so that's how that all happened and uh, Tesla mysteriously died of course yes Um, well the the forms that are there the once we get the I think you have to have an initial outlay of income of money in order to get these things established but once they're established you're good to go that that cost of installation it's it's, um, a little bit of uh, what do they say you know a little bit of short term pain but you get the long term gain from it rather than the short term gain Mm -hmm. gets you much more long term pain which is kind of what this you know the whole debt thing kind of fell into that everybody borrowed the money it was like short-term gain to borrow but look at the pain this has caused right and, and i mean and, you know we as God. astrologers we've been talking about this for 10 years because we knew that pluto was going to be in capricorn we knew this yeah was gonna happen. And, and that's another reason why this is getting it's going to get straightened out mm-hmm. at this point whether you want to or you don't want to right. and so the thing to do is not to fear it but to give into it and try to find ways that you can constructively alter your life pay off your debt get yourself together live in a commune if you have to join forces with people share your resources mm-hmm. all these will be will work in your favor and you'll be rewarded for them i think if you try to live your old life by conspicuous consumption and and borrowing you're going to be in trouble mm-hmm. and I, I saw billboards on the way out here today it says we're a bank and we're lending and and people are like i don't want to borrow any more money exactly. i'm done borrowing money from you <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford to borrow any more right. money exactly. so guess what time it is dear chris it must be time for it must be time for well it is um you know it's that auspicious noon time oh. here at w uh actually no it's berkshire community radio wbcr lp 97.7 fm great barrington and yes we have this new fun thing that we were when we talk about the station you know it's berkshire community radio this we are a community 
radio station. That is another fun little thing That's about you know what 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 goes on here in our local communities. Um, you know, we are meant to have this. You know, this station is such an important part of what uh, goes on here in 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 our great town of. of Great Barrington, the great town of Great Barrington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's good because the community is where it's at. There's no question. It about. has to be. So we're going to pause for just a second. Oh, actually, I shouldn't say a second. I'm lying. Um, Mercury's allowing me to lie. But we're going to uh, talk about uh, some PSAs in the lovely Berkshire area. So we're going to be right back with the second half of the show with my fabulous guest today, astrologer and artist Chris. Chris Flisher, and you're listening to What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number with me, Sharita Starr. We'll be right back with Chris in just a moment. So what's going on? What can you be doing here? We gotta, we're, we're in the hot part of the summer now, and hot Leonis. What's going on here? We have got something. Ooh, this is fun. We have a sixth annual uh, Rock Rattle Drum in Drum Powwow, August 13th and 14th, it's powwow time again. After six years of celebratory dance, song, and drumming, this year's sixth rock, raffle, and drum powwow will explore another weekend of music, dance, education, entertainment, arts and crafts, and cultural festivities fun for the whole family. This year's theme, Walk in Beauty, Celebrate Community, is a Native American way of living in harmony with the natural world by leaving a gentle footprint on the earth while honoring community and generations to come. How auspicious for what we just talked about talked about. Um, for more information, contact www.healingwinds.net or call 413-443-2481. And that's again the sixth annual. Um, it's the Rock Rattle and Drum powwow. That's August 13th and 14th. And um, you know, I thought I saw a paper about that. I want to see that a second. I was like, where exactly is it? Um, it's over in, um, yeah, there's a whole page here. Yes, it's on 45 Greylock Road, Lanesboro, Massachusetts. It's across Access Road from Route 7 to Vacation Village. Um, there's, oh yeah, here's some more fun info about this. Gates open at 10 a.m. They close at 7 p.m. on Saturday and 6 p.m. on Sunday. That would be the 13th and the 14th. Grand entry at 1 o'clock both days. And, uh, yep, it's all at the uh, Wertie's Farm at Mount Greylock. So there you have it. Fun, fun, fun things happening. Okay, and then we have, um, what else is happening here in this beautiful hot summer? It's hot, isn't it? Um, Then we have a new farmer's market. Um at the CHP. What else is uh, every Thursday from June 2nd through the 1st of September from 4 to 7 p.m. at 442 Stockbridge Road in Great Barrington. Uh, fresh produce, baked breads, homemade cookies, desserts, and locally grown cut flowers. Fun activities for the kids. Uh, live entertainment as well. This is uh, sponsored by CHP WIC. And you can contact for more information 413-528-0457. That's the new Farmer's Market every Thursday afternoon, 4 to 7 p.m. over at 442 Stockbridge Road. GB, Great Barrington. Yeah. Okay. Very, very, very cool. Awesome. That's what's, we always love to tell you what's going on in our, our, our great um, 
our great Berkshire area. And I welcome you back. You're listening to Cherie's Star, and uh, we're back to the second half of What's Your Sign? I have your number here on Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. And today we're in a planetary potluck kind of conversation under our approaching Mercury retrograde, which begins this evening at uh, 10.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's been a wonderful first half of the show with my very special guest, um, who is Love to Know's top 10 astrologers and an artist for our times, the fabulous Chris Flisher. You can find Chris on the web at www.chrisflisher.com. And uh, Chris, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Shereen. It's always a pleasure. You're, you're, you're on the infamous Facebook, too. Oh, yes. yes. I'm on Facebook Con- and I'm on Twitter. Oh, you're tweeting, YouTube. too? I'm yes. tweeting, yeah. I'm doing a, you know, it's funny. I heard a great joke the other day that... Um, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook were all going to merge as one single entity. Oh, and dear. And we're going to call it U-Twitface. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That is good. That's very, very cute. Well, what I'm really curious about, now that we've got this conversation started and we're speaking of media, I'd love to know what you think of the name Rupert Murdoch, and what does that spell? Oh, I'm, I'm going to talk. I, I have him ready to go, but the, I wanted to tell you some lexicons from the debt ceiling, which oh, I yeah, thought you might right. be yeah, interested that. in that. And here's what's interesting about the debt ceiling is that, you know, this is a thing that's always moved, right? It's always changed. They've yes. changed it. They keep going, okay, well, we can allow more money. We can allow ourselves to be in debt more, which I find hilarious. But when you do the title, the, new, the name expression of the debt ceiling, you get the 14, the five, movement and challenge, oh, yeah. which is what the Chaldean said. And the Chaldean said, you got to be really, really careful with this number. But it's about, it's constantly changing. So it's so interesting that we've entitled this whole thing, the debt ceiling, and it's guided by Mr. Mercury himself. Oh, and here they are trying to figure this out. <laughs> retrograde. I mean, it's, it's comical if it wasn't true. But here's what we get from, here's, a, here's some interesting uh, phrases that come out of the debt ceiling. And, and what we're talking about here is, is this concept of lexigrams. And lexigrams is basically taking the anagrams that you can spell from any word, name, or title, and you phrase them like poetry or prose, and it kind of tells you a little bit of truth about what goes on with that original word, name, or title. So the debt ceiling tells us, the big lie, tie it in hiding. Uh-huh. <laughs> it hide the big lie in tight. It glide in the in, it glide in the indecent. It hinge in the big neglect. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Isn't that interesting? Because we just keep neglecting. Oh, it'll go the more away. debt we get, more, it's more neglect. Hello, it's, a, it's the elephant in the room. It hiding in the diligent light. Mm. Detect mm. it, the big lie. <laughs> oh, that's good. It elicit the big deceit. Yeah. Electing it entice the big lie. It end in the 18. And I don't know if that means like we're going to keep doing this. And then the 18 is the nine, right? And you get, the, you, you get the nine. And I'm thinking like, is it in 2018 that this finally like is done and we never we never call this this anymore? I think it could take that long. I'm curious that it could take that long. So that's the something that popped out at me. I thought that was kind of interesting. We'll, we'll put that under our prediction cap. And um, it here's what I love the most. It the big, big blight. Oh. It hit, it ignited the bleeding line. Oh gosh! So it's just like the more we keep doing this, the more it's just like what a mess, what a mess. 
Well, momentum. You know, <laughs> momentum works both ways. Momentum works going up, and momentum works going down. So and we've got momentum going down right now. We got to bottom out first. We sure do. And here, you know, here's that. You know, there's my uh, another uh, for a guest that who's been on my um, quantum physics. I call her my quantum physics coach, um, Kristen Kopp. She's a wonderful life coach, and she has this expression where attention goes, energy flows. So no matter whether we're focused, and you know, the media is is the you know the king of this. No matter what it is, whether it's positive or negative, if we focus on it, the guess where that attention. And so, it, it, when the media focuses on all this negative stuff, I'm just like, hell, ugh, ugh. this is why I don't watch TV. Isn't it ironic <laughs> that I mean, or, or not ironic that the whole thing with Fox News and Rupert Murdoch happened oh at this exact same time? And this is one thing yes. that needs to be reorganized if ever there was one. Yes, because it I is totally way so. too uh, manipulative and too powerful well, of a force. To I mean, it's just swaying public opinion. You're just not going to believe. What, I'm sure you will believe what comes out of that one. This one's name. Rupert Murdoch was born to the name Keith Rupert Murdoch. Hmm. He's a Pisces, by the way, and he's born the 11th of March. Wow. Um, he's always in duality. He's got a dual thing going on. Um, I couldn't find his birth time, but I'll tell you, if he he's is... from Australia. And he's originally born in Melbourne, Australia. But I find it fascinating because, I mean, he's been an amazing... I mean, for Pisces to have built what he did, mm -hmm. he's got to have that son in the 10th house, wouldn't you say? I think so. Yeah. And, he's got, <laughs> and of course, he's going to have, if that is the case, he's got a strong Virgo. You know, the, the wealthiest people in the world are Virgos as a sign in general. Interesting. And um, he's got a Mars in Virgo. Mm -hmm. oh, no, he doesn't. Excuse me. He's got the he's got the Neptune in Virgo. Neptune in Virgo. Well, which is about illusion and delusion. If ever uh, there was yeah. the master of And that's where illusion. he's making his money is yes. in the, 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 the media. He, I read something about him that he gets... He, he would be the kind of person that presidents would call, or he could, or the presidents would take his phone call. Uh -huh. If he called any president of any country, they would take his phone call because he had the power to shift public opinion. Yeah, he does, and I think he's got. I think he has a Taurus rising. Mm. That's what I've calculated. Which is a little scary, I think. I mean, because of. What but that's where doing. he gets the, the the ability to focus a little bit, because you know Pisces are always known kind of like they kind of swim yeah. around a little bit, and if he has, if he if he does have a Taurus rising that would put his son in the 10th house. So that gives him the earth kind of groundedness because he's got, I mean, obviously look what he's established. I mean, he's like a, wow. Well, he's, he's really gone very far in his reach. <laughs> and the, what, what, what people don't realize is that we sort of, uh, on a very subtle uh, level, we do take in what is put out, whether we want to or not. Oh, so, sure you we know, do. You know, it's like you throw a little bit of mud on the wall, it's going to stick. And so yeah. he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. At any point in time, whether it's true or not, someone somewhere is going to believe it. So That's got, a Pisces. Yes, manipulation of the press. And, and, and what I find interesting is that, and I see this in 11s quite a bit, people born to the 11th of the month, and mm -hmm. somebody, uh, another uh, interesting politician who has that birth date, not the same birth date, but she's an 11, is Sarah Palin. Oh, gosh. And what does she do? I mean... <laughs> She's got the whole delusion. I mean, she's, she's, she's very deceptive. But she's an Aquarius. Yeah. But she has a, a different approach, I think. Her approach is more about, it's not much substance there. Yeah, well, very, that, that's very been far, established. Very far. Depending on your opinion. But, uh, right. you know, we're, of course, we're, 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 boy, I'm sure there are listeners out there are kind of, oh, they're really going for a good topic today. <laughs> well, I think it, it, we can honestly say that you've got to have something to back up what you say. You've yes, got to you be do. able to say something. You can't just come out and make a bold statement. You've got to be yeah. able to, to yeah. back it up. And if you can't back it up, it's really, it's vacuous. But what's fascinating with 11s or any 11 energy, and you see it in the 29 or even just 
people born on on the second of the month that they say one thing and they'll do something else. Mm-hmm. It's almost like have being a Gemini, but they're a number, but it's coming from the numerical influence. There's a flip flop. Yeah, yeah, they flip flop, mm-hmm. and they've got d- divided goals often in, uh, in enough, and they have to. Uh, unite them. They have to figure out how those two entities, those two, and when you look at, and they're master numbers. They they are meant to do something. They're a master number. Mm -hmm. So they're meant to do something, you know, of substance in this lifetime. And, uh, you know, Rupert's definitely, whether we agree it's good or it's bad, he's definitely established something of substance. Um, And, but when you do, when you have those two elevens, two elevens, when you have this two ones standing in the eleven, it's two separate entities. Mm-hmm. So they both exist, and you can't deny either one of them. But how do they cooperate? Is the task, and that that's the challenge of what the two ha- is here to do. Yes, especially in an eleven and of course, understanding. The word duality comes directly from that. So you yeah. you would find that flip flop quality there. But you know, you think about the the there is no arbiter, there's no arbitration over who is in charge of the press. There is no overseeing exactly. Judge that says yes, it's wrong because there is no competition because if the competition has all been formed as one, so until that can be resolved, and this may be the where this great breakdown happens, the web has pro- proliferated this false information dramatically because people yeah. see it and it's the whole medium of being able to see it and yep. believing it. But this might be the the awakening call. I mean, the fact that they closed the newspaper already, the fact that they're investigating it, mm-hmm. and the fact that it reaches so high up in the government, and who knows where else it goes. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot that's not being. I mentioned. um I um he's I wonder though he's this he's he's he he's kind of here's interesting he's um the imported. <laughs> I guess you know he became a citizen mm-hmm. of the United States. Interesting, he was in um. In 1985, he became a citizen in September. He was in a one personal year, in a one personal month, on a five day of personal, uh, a five personal day of permanent change. That mm. was when he became a citizen in 1985. But his name, one of the fun things, his full name is Keith Rupert Murdoch. So you're basing your lexagrams using his first name, the birth name. Yeah. Um, he obviously chooses not to use Keith. A lot, I mean, a lot of men do that. They they want their they use their middle name versus their first. Um, uh, but w- whether we're looking at him as it's interesting, Rupert Murdoch, the name Rupert Murdoch is a 13 vibration name mm. expression. It's regeneration and change. And if he understands his power, he'll have dominion. And boy, I think he did that. I mean, he's done that. Well, he but he has to watch out power. for the unexpected. He, he, he <laughs> understands his power clearly. It's he does. He's been able to reach so far. Yeah. But he has misused his power. That's the uh, only concern I have. Yes, he's misused it. And um, But here's a funny thing. Ru- Rupert, the, the import duo dude, <laughs> the duo dude. The duo dude, which I it's thought was perfect. hilarious. It's a sort of Piscean quality. It's kind of funny, right? Yeah. Um, Rupert to hit it prime, he picked the rich, rich ticket. Rupert, the protected producer, mm. comes out of it. Oh, I like that one. Isn't that interesting? So he has been protected because money He's very him, protected. Money bought him protected. Yes, protection. he's very, like, he's been able to get away with all this well, stuff. Well, think of it. Because he has the power of the press, he is, becomes the vocal, he becomes the mouthpiece for the, the politicians. So therefore, the politicians want to court him and protect him. Yes. So he becomes protected through that power. Mm-hmm. And that power is very, you know, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's a, a complete circle. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Rupert direct the reproduce the reporter. So it's like, you know, he's always changing and, uh, you know, he alters all this stuff. Rupert hit it prime. He rocket to the euphoric triumph. I mean, he's like what considered the, 
how, what is he? He's a, he's in the almost 100, one of the top 100 wealthiest people I in this world. I think he's higher. Yeah, I mean, he's like and amazing. what scares me about him more than anything else is not so much the tabloids that he owns in England mm-hmm. or some of those papers, which are sort of sensationalized. It's the fact that now he owns the Dow Jones. He owns the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, and yeah. The Dow Jones. Oh, those things are very scary because those are influential papers. That's like owning the New York Times. I mean, you Exactly. People look well, that's these, all the, your stock market people right there. They, I mean, anybody those, dealing with that they stuff. They look to those papers as being the beacon of truth and and and. and factual reporting yeah when if we're not getting the truth in factual reporting then that's going to sway huge markets so this is where change can happen it's when this exposes these these exposés happen that we sort of have this is a very pluto and capricorn kind of thing bringing down the institution oh yeah and then yeah we and you're gonna love this one rupert the prime corrupter oh gosh <laughs> Yeah. Rupert to rocket, and now minus the A, you spell Metro Media to the prime. Mm-hmm. So that whole like, when he bought Metro Media, um, and that became that is the cong- that was the conglomerate that be- ended up becoming Fox Broadcasting mm-hmm. back in the you know in the in the mid eighties. Um, then we get Rupert the crook, but minus the A, you don't have the A, and he he's like you almost get media out of his name, but you don't have the A, but you get Metro Media, which I thought was interesting. Interesting, you know, things have not changed all that much. If you look back in his history, we look back at who controlled. The, the, the words. So, you know, centuries and centuries ago, it was the monks were the only ones that could control it. So they wrote mm-hmm. books and they wrote the Bible and, and, the, and it was misinterpreted. This is just a variation on that same theme. Yeah. If we were to go back into the astrology of those times, I think we'd probably see a lot of similarities. Yeah, there definitely is. And then Rupert the Crook Recruiter, he hide the truth. Mm. Rupert protect the ouch error. Ouch error. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in the midst of the ouch error for sure. And the court tried Rupert... He put the recorder error because you know there's a whole thing yep. about the, the, all that, and then Rupert predict the cure, the tricked. Oh. So there's, you know, we're gonna have to see what happens here. Well, but I wonder if, and then Rupert compete, compete, compete. Hmm. Well, we've <laughs> got some very strong planetary aspects coming up over the first week, second week in August. On August the ninth, we've mm-hmm. got Mars squaring Uranus. Okay, those are two very powerful. And that's planets. right after Mercury goes back into Leo. Right, and so. then and on the eleventh, we've got Mars opposing Pluto. So Mars opposing Pluto is going to be in Cancer to Capricorn. Um, you know, it's Mars is not especially happy in Cancer for, mm. per se because it's a no, water sign. no, it's but no. It does have Mars impact. doesn't like water energy. It does have impact, <laughs> and I think that with it squaring Uranus is a, is a pretty important aspect. And, and then that's going to be all that. coming over the United States as Venus, Jupiter, the Sun. That's all. I mean, the Mars oh, yeah. is all going to start to come over all that and stuff. All very big aspects. Now they know it could mean that we finally get ex- exposure here, and we finally get a, a latch on what is right and what's wrong, and we get a, a handle on the right way to go. Um, or it could be a complete bedlam. I can only hope so. Yeah. I mean, I do see a great uh, potential for change in a positive way if people take the initiative to make that change. They can't sit back and just wait for things to happen. We've got to get some sort of collective voice. Now, I understood that John Boehner's uh, you know, call-in uh, booth that he had at his, at his office in Washington, D.C. was absolutely jammed. Oh, can calls. imagine. People well, just sure. Calling left and right. Yeah. All kinds of people calling left and right. Yeah, yeah. About what was going well, on. Well, because they, you know, they everybody's got their. You, you know, we were talking about this uh, earlier too. Was you know this country is is, and I've always associated this since I understood numerology. The four and the eight when they when they deal with each other are very sacrificial numbers. Mm-hmm. 
like if people born to those vibrations of the month deal with other fours and other eights or there's like this karmic mystery going on with with all of that like mercury and uranus almost. yeah yeah it kind of gets into that but then you're but what you're dealing with is saturn and uranus with the four and the eight right so after fdr you know it, be, it became you know the, the law that you could as president of this country you could only be elected for four or or maybe possible second term which would make you'd only be in office for four years or eight years mm. now by numbers you can only establish so much in four years because it's the fifth year that you're doing something that you create the actual change or after the eighth year of anything the nine actually completes the whole cycle one Mm -hmm. to nine so these presidents get in office they either get four years or eight years to try to accomplish anything and it never works i mean we we, we don't have enough longevity to to allow anything to happen and i understand nobody wants a monarchy and you know all that kind of understanding but we never have enough time to get anything. You don't. Really or the created. results, the results of what is created, lands on the wrong somebody person. else's so lap. A perfect yeah. example of that would be the last eight years when George Bush yeah. was in office. It's oh, all God. landed on Obama's lap. Yep. And then he's trying to fix somebody else's problem, and he can't even get done what he wants to get done. In two done. years, he's basically just about to begin, and now he's going to yep. go back into re-election mode, right. which is going to you know it's going to be a distraction right. into something it's, else. It's not and fair. then does he actually you know? And and I mean. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you feel like he's going to um, be reelected? I think re-elected? if he can, I think people genuinely like him. I think they think his heart's in the right place. Well, yeah, he's a Leo, sure of course. They're going to think that. Yeah, I think that the Aquarius in him. There's a, he's yeah, an that's that rising. four. He's Aquarius rising, and he's a four. Yes, which is the Uranus by the numbers. So that's yes, he's very so there, strong. That one way. of the problems with that is it's good because he's got the long-reaching visibility for what has to happen with expansion and how to get the, how to get there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the way of eloquent being eloquent in getting that across to people he needs quick sound bites that people can understand he needs flow charts i mean he needs to have a whiteboard up there where he can say look at this is what you've got this is what you're going to get and if it's clearly in black and white like that i think people will begin to understand it better yes you can't speak in too lofty a term yeah yeah you got to strike a very low common denominator just because i think it will stick it'll resonate longer yeah well you know know, it's it's interesting but i mean because he is going into this year what was his personal year cycle he's going into a year of like kind of inner work himself like obama obama is like sharpening his own inner saw coming Mm -hmm. up uh, in a couple more days his birthday's in two days and um and then next year, I, I do think he'll probably get reelected because he's going to be in a year of harvest next year. Well, so more than likely, he's going to get the recognition unless he totally does something outlandish and just is, you know, he's Sanders, Saturn won't reward him if he you know does something bad. Well, it may be <laughs> that he has played this coy a fox, sly fox throughout the debt ceiling here so that the yeah. damage is being done in some ways or damage will be done that manifests itself at the time of election, which could be a sort of a slingshot to help him get through. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. And it depends upon who runs against him. And well, know? yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I'm... I don't think those Republicans can come up with anybody strong enough. Uh, I, I, well, I don't know. They're going to have. I a don't hard know. Time. They've got division now because the Tea Party throws a whole new, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, thing, in, which which was is kind of fair in a way because the Green Party threw the the, the Democrats off mm-hmm. in the last, and you can't really operate in that mode because you get into trouble with the three. Yeah. Although it is divisive in that regard, so it might work in his favor. Um, it would be nice to see it work in his favor because I think his his heart is in the right place. I do think he wants to watch the little guy, the middle class. 
I think is, is, is uh, yeah. I, he does there. have a very big humanitarian thing. He mm-hmm. he's very. In, I mean, he he has a Saturn in Pisces, doesn't he? I don't have his chart in front of me. I wish I'd I printed forget. it out. But Do I think I that if here? I could see it, I would know immediately. But I think that his 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 raison d'etre, his reason to be, really is about the working class. I think he's a hum- man who comes from humble roots and has sort yes. of has walked the walk, just the way Bill Clinton walked. And when you Either, walk, and it's funny, they're both Leo. And you walk that yep. walk, you certainly understand what that feels like. Um, uh, growing up as a, as, a, as a person of humble means, you're not born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Your attitude is much, much different. It, it will definitely, definitely, definitely. So is. I, and I, yeah, I, I actually have, I have great faith in that. If he, can, if he can pull that off, then I think we'll be okay. But I um, do. It's going to be a... You know, a, the other interesting thing about the, the, the Rupert Murdoch, going back to that, now that I'm just said that, the, uh, you know, um, the, the Pluto and, and, and Capricorn thing... Um, where does it affect his chart? Where's Pluto in his chart? Uh, uh, his, uh, I should say, the, the Pluto soon enough. Late, it has going to be a few years now. But the his his he's got a Saturn in Capricorn. Oh, okay. So that Pluto is in his eighth house right now. Mm-hmm. So it is a, really taking him through some core transformations slowly court, but surely. Court transformations too. <laughs> and court transformations, yes, core and court. It's a legal <laughs> issue altogether. It's about legal. It's about inheritance. I it's mean, about, it's about what he has inherited or what he's created. And you know who's popping up? Well, the, large the, the, organizations the, the, getting torn down. You know who's near his midheaven right now is Neptune. Mm-hmm. If if. If I have this, this is only, and I will say, um, I am not sh- exactly sure of what Rupert Murdoch's, and being this is Mercury retrograde, I will disclaim the fact that I don't know his, this is what I believe is his chart. Because with, with this chart too, he's got Jupiter, Pluto, and Mars in his second house. Mm-hmm. That would Which also all make sense. sense for how, you know, he's got the power here. And the Neptune in the 10th, in, in the midheaven, is, is critical, I think, because... It right is, now. Yes, because what, That's is. why he's being questioned but and all of this stuff is happening. No, he but is. I mean, Neptune isn't on the midheaven in the natal chart. Okay. Ne- Neptune is transiting on his midheaven okay, now, even which would make sense of yeah. why he's being examined. Because w- with this too, he's got... Um, Gemini just begins his uh, house of earning power, which he earns in media. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes total sense. Yeah, I could see him that. So, you know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it would be think, very interesting to see that, what happens with him. And one of the things um, that's ironic about it is that because he is a media person, how accurate are the stories about him going to be? Because they will be manipulated as well. I, <laughs> this is what my, my motto is. Believe what you will that comes out of the box anyway. Yes. But it's true. like you say, if you're not physically there, how can you take anything as truth? Well, we can't. You know, and, and, and it's like, that's why like, you know, focusing really again on your own life, you're the only person you're ultimately responsible for in the end. And, and, right? and that's one of the better things about this because it does give us the opportunity to be self-sufficient. We need to be self-sufficient or at least community Have to be. But, 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 and also, you know, going back to what you were saying before about, um, about about being cooperative is that's another thing Saturn and Li- Libra is trying to teach us right now is is not Balance. you know rely you can rely on your partnerships and mm-hmm. your cooperation with others. And you strike a happy medium a with that. Thing. Saturn in, in Libra is about balance. It's about it's actually about an emphasis of balance. I mean, Libra is a balance sign anyway, but Libra, but Saturn really forces that. Yes, it, it it's forcing that, that to happen. Allow it, you get away without that. Without so, balance. so, so, as much as we don't want to be balanced out right now, we will be whether we like it or not. We like it or not. <laughs> so get ready to be balanced. <laughs> get ready to be balanced, kids, stars, my stars, our stars. Mm. So, well. 
Chris. We had a great time. A good this conversation. Is, this is awesome. And as, as usual, the hour went by lickety-split. Of course. And um, I'm so pleased, as always, to have you here. Great. Very, very fun. So again, you can find out more about Chris Flisher. He is one of Love to Know's top 10 astrologers, and he's an artist for our times. Um, he is... Um, he does fabulous mandala art. You can check Chris out on the web at www.chrisflisher.com. And we wholeheartedly thank him for oh, joining thank us you. today. And if you can't remember my last name, just go to turningofthewheel.com. You'll get there. And well. you'll get there as well. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. And you can find him on Facebook, which is right. another fun thing. So, again, it was an absolute thank amazing you so much. hour, Chris. Thank you. Thank I you. Really appreciate it. Awesome. And um, yes, incredibleism today about as above, so below as we talk about here and again you can learn more about Chris on that uh, chrisflisher.com and that's f-l-i-s-h-e-r.com Chris Flisher you've been listening to What's Your Sign I Have Your Number with me Sharita Starr and we'll be back on Tuesday the 16th of August with psychic Tracy Belcher who will be joining me to engage in a hearty discussion about the Zodiac and our dreams those they those we have while we sleep be sure to check in on our blog and keep up to date sharitastarradio.blogspot.com today's show will also be podcast here later on so you can listen back to the archives or any of them from over the past two years remember if you've got a question or comment please email Email me, sharitastarradio at gmail.com. You can find me as well on Facebook under Sharita Star. Or go right to our website, www.berkshireradio.org, because we really do want to know what you think. So leave a comment. Your opinion matters. We hope you're better from our hour together. Stay tuned. You're listening to Berkshire Community Radio, WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. Namaste. And remember, stay in those REs of Mercury Retrograde, and you'll find your reward, my dear stars. Right now